fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, H&R Block can learn a thing or two or ten from former President Trump. (laughs) I like former President Trump even more now. Details in 60 seconds. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for my my pal Glenn on a beautiful morning. Now, I am uh, coming across news about the income tax returns. Oh, my God. This is horrible, Jeff. Oh, you're going to have to take a look at this. Did you know? That Donald Trump made a lot of money. Well, yeah, I, I did actually. I've 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 heard about it for years. I've actually read his books. Right, the art of the deal, the deal of the art, the art of the art, what, 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 the art of the deal. That's the one. I sat back after reading that and thought, I got to read that again. There was so much information to be gleaned. I've looked at Donald Trump over the years and thought, man, good for you. You figured this all out. You figured out a lot better than I did, that's for sure. And now I learn that Donald Trump didn't pay a lot in income taxes. You do realize, delusional, desperate Democrats, that what you've done is to now endear former President Trump to even more of America because we already believe we're paying too much in taxes. I'm always puzzled by this. I really, honest to good am. I, I, I just, I want to share this. That's who is this? Uh, Politico. All right, Politico, left to center, blah, 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 blah. Former President Donald Trump repeatedly paid little or nothing in federal income taxes between 2015 and 2020, despite reporting millions in earnings. You know what I want to do? I want to give President Trump a round of applause. Good for him. Millions in earnings, a minimal amount in income tax. Isn't that what we're all trying to do? No, I'm not telling you you cheat on your taxes. Nobody wants anybody cheating or lying or concealing or any of that stuff. I get it. But the reason that there are accountants and tax preparers available to you, well, available to me, available to everybody, is because those folks understand what's in the 87 billion pages of tax regulations. I don't understand it. I mean, I, I do my, my, my thing and I go, oh, well, here's, uh, let me look at my, uh, my W-2. I made this much. <laughs> I used to make so much more, but okay, I made this much. How many kids do I have? I got three. Uh, one of them, by the way, is at Stanford, even though I'm a proud American. We'll talk about that in a moment. And so I got, I got three kids. Can I take the puppies? No, seriously, Heidi, I love the puppies more than the kids. Don't tell the kids, but I do. I, 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 no, are you sure? I mean, they eat every day and they go to the doctor and they, and they whiz and they poop. They're just like kids, except they're furry and they actually like me and they care what I... No, all right. Can't, can't claim the puppies. Fine. All right, so we're back to our tax forms. Uh, some of my deductions, of course, written on the back of a napkin, covered up with barbecue sauce. Got to lick the barbecue sauce. Oh, look, I spent $11 in postage. Yeah, that all, that's going to make a difference. I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to put that right in there. And Okay, so I do mine. It's relatively straightforward. Relatively. I have my employment. I have a small business. 
And it's really small. It's painfully small sometimes, but there it is. And I, I don't actually do anything now that I think about it. I just put the numbers in, and then the magic online program says you can do this, and you can do that, and you can do this, but don't do this, and, and no, you can't claim the puppies. Okay, all right, fine. And I, I trust the magical computer. It's like an IRS etch-a-sketch or whatever, but, but I do. And then what happens? I get a minimal amount of money back most years. That's it. I'm done. Now, let's say just, you know, for the sake of argument, we'll spitball here for a second. Let's say I'm making, I don't know, a billion dollars a year, which is about mm, a billion times more than what I make. You think I'm going to use the same computer program? Do you think I'm going to take out my shoebox filled with napkins and barbecue sauce deductions and my half-empty book of stamps to to say that that was a business expense because I, I, I mailed six letters last year? No. I am willing to bet that if I make a million or a hundred million or a half a billion or whatever it is, maybe I'm Homer Simpson. I made one kajillion dollars last year. And you do remember Homer, the, the great political and family philosopher of our time and expert on economics. Homer Simpson once said, I used to have three monies and no kids. And now I have three kids and no monies. Oh, so very true. So very true, Professor Simpson. So you're making big bucks or what I consider to be big bucks. Do you trust me to do it on my computer? No. You go to somebody who actually understands all of the inane babble that is government regulation and they look for every single solitary thing that they can take off your taxes. Oh, by the way, I'm still not clear. And of course, the the outraged leftists in between screaming and wetting the beds and looking for rose-colored glasses and, you know, throwing darts at their Donald Trump dartboard. I can't figure out. Is this Donald Trump's personal income? Is it the business income? And if it is business, which business? As I understand it, former President Trump is involved in countless businesses, each of which, I'm going to go out on a limb here, is incorporated somewhere and files a separate tax return with separate activities. Now, now Politico wants to hit on this. In 2016, Donald Trump paid $750. The following year, he again paid $750. In 2020, he paid nothing. Oh, the horror. Then they go on. Now, listen to this. This is the part that is just, oh, it's so insightful. It's painfully insightful. Though the IRS has a long-standing policy of automatically auditing every president, Democrats say the agency did not begin vetting Trump's filings until they began asking about them in 2019. Are you telling me now that poking around in somebody's income tax returns can happen because some politician somewhere doesn't like the other person, boy, that's a little dangerous, don't you think? 
The revelations, which came after House Democrats voted Tuesday to make Trump's returns public. Oh, this is the other thing. Why do I have a right to look at Donald Trump's tax returns? I don't believe I have that right. I don't believe I have that right any more than I have the right to look at your tax returns. If you want to stand and tell me, hey, you know, I didn't make any money last year. I'll take your word on that. If you want to if you want to come up to me and say, hey, Jeff, you know how much I made last year? Uh, my first response is, eh, don't really care, but okay. Jeff, I made $1.7 million. I would say congratulations. You want to see my tax return? Nope. Are you sure? Yeah, I really am. Jeff, I didn't make any money last year. You want to see my tax return? No. The revelations, which came after House Democrats voted Tuesday to make Trump's returns public, marks the culmination of the long-running mystery of what's in his filings. I would dare say it's none of our business. It promises to create yet another controversy for the scandal-plagued Trump. One that is sure to shadow his bid to return to the White House and raise uncomfortable questions for his fellow Republicans. Listen, I don't care. Politico also says it's a last-minute victory for Democrats. Wow. Now, all the while they're focusing on this, all the while they are focusing on this, They are ignoring, well, everything else. Our country is headed straight down a mountain, right? President Magoo is driving. He doesn't have his peepers on. Slow-mo Joe is is, is wandering around the Oval Office in his his terry cloth bathrobe and his, his fuzzy bunny slippers. Looking for ice cream and trying to figure out when the murder she wrote marathon is going to be on, right? Oh, it's okay. No, just, just, just ignore that. Move along. Nothing to see there. But you want to focus on how much Donald Trump did or did not pay in tax. Oh, here's the punchline, right? Far down in the so-called reporting. In 2015, Trump reported making more than $50 million through a combination of capital gains, interest, dividends, and other earnings. Good for him. That was offset, though, by more than $85 million in reported losses. Well, that's the way this works. Maybe you don't like the way it works, which is totally okay with me. If you want to look at it and say, hey, I don't like the way this works, we got to change, then you do that. But you cannot fault someone for playing by the rules that you wrote. It's craziness, isn't it? Now you have figured out, gosh, where's where's Glenn? How come Pat and Stu aren't around? Who's Jeff Katz? All right, Jeff Katz, ordinarily heard on News Radio WRVA in Central Virginia. Absolutely love uh, my home base here in Central Virginia. A couple of things I want to tell you about in terms of contact, at least while I'm sitting in here for Glenn. You can uh, hit me up on Twitter or Facebook. Look for The Jeff Cat Show on either one. And by the way, over on Twitter, now that Elon Musk has has taken over, man, I'm back on Twitter. I, I took a pause because I thought, well, I've lost like 20,000 followers just all overnight. They went, well, we, we don't care anymore. I thought that's not true. But that's what happened. Now Elon is back, and I'm trying slowly but surely to rebuild that. So if you want to give me a follow over there, Jeff Cat Show on Twitter, I'd appreciate it. And I'll see if they stick around. 
Because it used to be, I'd sit in for Glenn, all of a sudden, 100,000 people would say, yep, we like you, we're going to follow you. And then an hour later, they were all gone. Uh, I'm, I'm rounding there, rounding up, rounding down. But if you give me a follow on Twitter, I'd appreciate it. Jeff Cat Show. And I'll figure out just how effective Elon's uh, takeover of Twitter has been. If you'd rather send an email, jeff at thejeffcatshow.com. Love to read it. Jeff at thejeffcatshow.com. I will remind you every single day you should be checking out multiple times a day theblaze.com as well as glennbeck.com. Amazing things there. Insightful, brilliant. Uh, They are must-reads for me each and every day. All right, how can I, as a proud American, have a son at Stanford? We'll explore that in just a moment. It is Jeff Katz in for my friend Glenn. It is the Glenn Beck Program. Jeff Katz in today for Glenn. It is, of course, the Glenn Beck Program. Be sure to check out theblaze.com and glennbeck.com every, I would say every couple of minutes. I'm telling you, there's more stuff there that you need to see. Stanford University, I am so proud that my uh, my oldest boy goes to Stanford. Uh, he went there, he was actually the smartest guy in the world, and then he got there and he was surrounded by all sorts of other people who eh, were also the smartest people in the world, at least in their, their home high schools. He's been there now, uh, he's a junior. Kind of took that COVID year off came back, and I remember the phone call to this day. Hey, Dad, uh, looks like they're closing campus down for a week or two, so can you buy me an airplane ticket home? Uh, sure, sure I can. You can bring in stuff back? Nah, it's only going to be two weeks. Now, he was here for the entire COVID experience. COVID hysteria. COVID theater. You, you remember that, right? They're trying to bring it back now. They are. Take a look around. Oh, the New York Times says, well, everybody should wear masks again. Why? What is it, Halloween? Are we all going to be holding up banks? Why, why, would I, why would I wear a mask? I didn't like wearing the mask before. And quite frankly, I looked at people who were wearing masks and I'm thinking, you do realize that's doing nothing for you, right? It's supposed to cover your nose and your mouth. You've got it under your chin like you're trying to keep your jaw in place. Or you're wearing it on, on the top of your head like it's, I, I don't know, uh, um, a kippah that I'm going to wear to services, but I, I'm worried about the wind. I mean, it just, it, it, it looks ridiculous. Half the people wearing these bandanas covered with mayonnaise and ketchup, you know exactly what they had for lunch. They want to bring that back. Anyway, so so he comes home. He's going to be here for two weeks. Winds up being here for the entire COVID experience. Finally, we get him back on campus. He's back amongst his people. You know, these are, and they are, they're his people. Stanford University, wonderful institution, unbelievably expensive. I would have thought, because I'm wearing a Stanford uh, sweatshirt right now, I would have thought with all we pay, the very least, they would have sent me a free sweatshirt or a baseball cap. Nope, nothing. Stanford says, uh, we have to eliminate harmful language. We're going to eliminate it from the school's websites and their computer codes, and they would really prefer that you not use the language either. The Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative is a multi-phase, multi-year project to address harmful language in IT at Stanford. And the goal is to eliminate, and I'm quoting here, many forms of harmful language, including racist, violent, biased Language. Now, the bias covers disability bias, ethnic bias, ethnic slurs, gender bias, implicit bias, sexual bias, 
and buy us one, get one free. There are 10 harmful language sections. Ableist, ageism, colonialism, culturally appropriate, gender-based, imprecise language, institutionalized racism, person-first, violence, and then the all-encompassing additional considerations. Now, among the words that need to be removed, American. Don't say American. Use the phrase U.S. citizen because, according to Stanford, American typically refers to people from the United States only, thereby insinuating that the U.S. is the most important country in America. People in the United States only insinuate U.S. is the most important country in the Americas. Uh, They point out the Americas actually comprise 42 countries. Well, if I could raise my hand for just a second here, uh, Professor, uh, the United States of America is the most important country in the Americas. Now, I know you like Canada, even though they're getting ready to, you know, eliminate as many people as possible. Oh, we're going to have assisted suicide, Jeff. What does that mean? Eh, people are sucking up all the resources. We got to be done with them. And, and we like, well, we like everybody in the Americas. They're all good people. And, and, you know, every country is equal, except they're not. Except the reality is, The United States of America is the most important country in the Americas. You may not like it, folks at Stanford, but it's the fact. Other terms that have been deemed harmful include the word abort. Oh, because, you know, that makes you think about um, uh, infanticide. We don't want to do that. Instead, use the word cancel or end. Oh, and don't say child prostitute. Say a child who has been trafficked. And, And don't say Karen. Well, that one I agree with. Instead, use the phrase demanding or entitled white woman. I'm not crazy about that. Under the ableist section, use the word accessible parking instead of handicapped parking. Say uh, anonymous review instead of blind review. And don't use the word tone deaf. Mm -hmm. Listen, gang, I understand we all want to be nice. We want to be polite. We, we want to be, well, whatever it is that we want to be. And I'm more than willing to help you out on that. But what I'm not going to do is play games. It's like preferred pronouns. My preferred pronouns, as given to me by a friend, your majesty, your royal highness. Can I get away with those if I am, you know, delusional? <laughs> we'll talk about it. Jeff in for Glenn. It is the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn. Do you remember when you had your uh, uh, installed, you know, your uh, south of the border? Remember when you had your your equipment installed? The reason I bring it up, I'm not trying to be overly intrusive or completely and totally nosy, but I'm, uh, I'm looking on Twitter. A uh, woman by the name of Karen Dansky writes on issues related to women. Kara, like, well, just about everybody that I know is concerned about women who are being canceled in this 
you can just be whatever you say you are culture that is now rising up. Kara says, hey, wait a minute now. Women are women. It goes back to this whole XX doesn't equal XY and XY doesn't equal XX. And it really doesn't matter how you dress or what you say or how you behave. There are just certain things that that are what they are. You're a hater. You are transphobic. No, and I'm not a hater. If you're an adult, fully formed, functioning adult, and you make a decision, you say, you know, I... I know I've I've always been a guy, but I'm kind of like Shania Twain. I, I I feel like a woman. Okay, well, you know what? Live your life. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm I'm not going to harass you. And in fact, whether you realize it or not, I will protect you from someone who wants to hurt you. See, a thousand years ago, I was a police officer. I was a cop in Philadelphia way, 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 way back a long time ago. And I, I still have that, that sheepdog mentality. Do you ever look at sheep? Sheep just wander around, eating grass, doing, you know, sheep things, whatever those might be. And they just keep wandering, and they will wander off. Sheep are a couple of things. Number one, they're tasty. Number two, they're not that smart. And sheep are also, they're the living embodiment of the term prey. And they can't protect themselves. I mean, think about it. A wolf comes into the, the sheep neighborhood starts shopping for dinner. What's the sheep going to do? Uh, if you'll hang on for a month or two, we'll knit you a beautiful sweater. No, I'm hungry tonight, but thank you. So you need sheepdogs. Sheepdogs protect the sheep from the wolves. Really what they do, the sheepdog protect the sheep from the sheep. So I still have that mentality of being a sheepdog. I, I will step in between you if you have decided, well, I am really a woman. I'm really a man, whatever it is. And that subjects you to some sort of abuse. I won't let somebody bully you. I won't let somebody attack you and hurt you. But I'm also not going to be part of whatever game you are playing. So you know, and I know, Genitals are not installed. And that's where this tweet from Kara Dansky brings us. She, she, she sent out a tweet and she says, this guy thinks a, oh, and I, I do have to caution everybody about language. We're all very protective now. And uh, I'm very protective for fear that uh, I say something that somebody is not going to uh, like inside you know, the government apparatus, and, and then I, 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 I'd have to get a real job, and I'm not actually qualified for a real job, so I'll just I'll couch this. All right. Uh, this guy thinks a <clears throat> can be installed. Women, please use this space to tell your installation stories. <laughs> it's a great tweet. But even better, 
And what is inspirational for Kara is the initial tweet. The nurse practitioner helping me schedule my uh, genital installation called me a trans male. I literally am so blanking done. I have been getting misgendered and ridiculed by health providers for two GD years. The one field that I figured that would have their blank together is the department in charge of getting my damn installed. I'm never going to stop getting misgendered. I am so blanking exhausted. Well, sir, I I think you've answered all of your own questions with that little tirade. Everything you just said there is is a piece of information you ought to examine. But if you do remember the genital installation that you had done, by all means, you let me know. one 727 beck one You can also hit me up on social media. Jeff Cat Show over on Twitter. Jeff Cat Show over on Twitter. Please feel free to, uh, to shoot a tweet in that direction. Facebook, you're looking for the Jeff Cat Show. Me? I, I, I haven't had an installation. I just came with standard equipment. Never upgraded, never traded it in, never went looking for the newer models. And that would be an interesting shopping experience, wouldn't it? Hey, what are you going to get for, for Christmas? Are you getting Hanukkah gifts? Oh, yeah? Yeah. What are you going for? Well, you know, they got the, uh, the new 2022 <clears throat> and, and uh, 2022. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Are they on the shelves? Yeah. Uh, what kind of mileage you get on those? And, and what's the maintenance and upkeep? Because I think that's where the real expense comes with all of this, isn't it? I mean, it, it's, it's, they're not, not cheap. Well, yeah, I know. But, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that uh, you want to invest in the best. That's true. That's true. What about used models? Are you ever able to pick up used models? Yeah, every once in a while you, you go to a, a, a store and you, you'll see the used models. Look on Amazon or Craigslist or eBay. Might even say gently used. Okay, yeah. Owned by a married suburban dad with three kids. Oh, yeah, that's, that's going to be like in pristine condition, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No doubt about that. You'll be able to get a deal on that one. His kid goes to Stanford, as I understand it. Oh, that's expensive. What are they doing at Stanford? Eh, telling you you can't use language. Great. Great. I'm actually going for the family visitation to Stanford in February. And it's going to be an interesting experience. This year, I was officially declared permanent Permanently, partially disabled. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's just like winning the lottery, except there's, there's no money and there's a lot of pain and there's surgery and stuff like that. But otherwise, it's exactly the same thing. But what it means is travel has become really difficult, except, and you're going to think this is crazy, except for airplane flights. Why? Because I get on the airplane and I take medication and fundamentally I sleep. So that's the easiest part. February, I'm going to fly from Central Virginia out to California, 
and get to go on the Stanford University family tour, which is great. I'm really looking forward to this. Beautiful campus. I, of course, want to spend time visiting the Hoover Institution, which is where the really, really, really smart people get to hang out. You know, Peter Schweitzer, who's done all that great work exposing the uh, Biden folks, or as I like to call them, La Josa Nostra, because doesn't it seem like it's just a whole family of grifters? Right there, they've always been working an angle, a con, a game. But Peter Schweitzer was a media fellow at Hoover for many, many years. And of course, now Peter heads up a bunch of different organizations and, and does all that great writing. But that's what Hoover Institution is all about at Stanford. So I want to go there. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be like a sponge. I'm going to be like one of those incoming freshmen. I'm going to look around, stare at all the big buildings, and try and take in everything that is Stanford. And maybe I'll figure out why so many really brilliant people just can't deal with honest words. We'll tackle one more ableist. Oh. Gosh, this is one of those that just turns my stomach just like you would not believe. Remember, on Twitter, Jeff Cat Show. If you don't mind giving me a follow over there, I would appreciate it. Simply because now that Elon Musk has taken over Twitter, he bought it, and now he, he did the poll. Oh, do you want me to remain as CEO? Do you really think a guy that has $44 billion to buy Twitter is trusting me to decide whether he should be the CEO? Somehow, I've got a, I've got a sense he's already figured out what he's going to do. But anyway, uh, during the old regime, remember Jack and all the uber leftists that were busy shutting down conversation and speech and dissent and journalism and reporting? You remember that. I lost thousands of people, so I'm trying to rebuild it and... If you'd give me a hand, I'd appreciate it. Jeff Cat Show on Twitter, The Jeff Cat Show over on Facebook. If you'd like to give that a, la- a like, I'd, I, you know, hey, I'd, I'd appreciate that. Jeff, in for Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn. Over on Twitter, Jack says, Jeff, I never heard of you. I'm listening to you right now, and you're good. Oh, thank you. I will take that. Which is more, by the way, most of my family. I told you, the oldest boy goes to Stanford. I try to work that into every single solitary comment, every sentence, every, well, I don't know, every six minutes. If I can work into conversation the fact that my oldest son goes to Stanford, then I feel better about myself. I think of just how smart he is. And and if you have any questions, you just ask him. I just can't figure out what they're doing on campus. And that's why I really am excited about going out there, seeing what actually happens out there. I don't know if I'm allowed into classes. I don't think I am. I think it's more, uh, hey, look at this beautiful building, and uh, that's a beautiful building, and that's where your kid goes to class in that beautiful building, but I'll, I'll file a full report. Sarah, sa- <laughs> Sarah sends a great tweet. He says, hey, Jeff, 
I don't rem- remember my installation, but the upkeep is pretty intense. Hopefully, he gets a service plan. Yeah, I, I think you can get the extended warranties now. Not entirely sure, and I don't actually know what the uh, the deductible is on something like that. But even a solid used uh, is going to set you back, uh, you know. Ableist. This is the other term. Uh, other bigotry. The other bias. The other, I don't know. Did you ever know you were, quote, ableist? I'm in a unique position in regard to that. I have a daughter, Julia, who is disabled. Severely disabled. Julia is 19 years old, chronologically, but developmentally, Julia is about 18 months old. And Julia is always going to be chronologically about 18 months old. So we do a lot of diaper changing, and I'm here to tell you, 19-year-old young lady and dad, dad shouldn't be involved. Because a typically developing 19-year-old young lady would tell dad in rather colorful language, get out, get away from me, don't talk to me, don't do that, what are you thinking? But again, Julia is, chronologically, she's a baby, she's 18 months old. So I've seen and done stuff that I'd rather not, but I have. Most dads of a 19-year-old would not be in this situation. And that's fine. I'm not saying you should be. I'm just giving you a little background when I tell you that people like the folks at Stanford don't want you to be, quote, ableist. They want you to look at my daughter and say, oh, you know, Jeff, she's differently abled. And people are motivated by good intentions. Oh, Jeff, we don't want you to feel bad. I don't feel bad. I look at Julia every single day and I think to myself, what a blessing. Because Julia's never said a word to anybody and yet she has communicated with more people than I know. Julia has been able to touch people in ways that to me are just unimaginable. So please don't feel sorry for me. But also, let's not be silly. Let's not think up new and inventive terms. Oh, she's differently abled or she's slight. No, she's disabled. There's a long list of things she cannot do, and it doesn't define her. It doesn't make her less of a person. It doesn't do anything except accurately, honestly describe her situation, which is there are many things over here on this side of the ledger that are negatives, and there are plenty of things over here that are positives. We desperately need to be honest. I'll do my part. It's Jeff Katz in for Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program.